Blog Talk Radio. power that 
is our own birthright. And I must say that we both uh, share a similar background in the fact that Ayala Fassant comes from Brooklyn, New York. Uh, even though I was born in Virginia, I lived now and spent most of my life, my adulthood life, living in Brooklyn, New York. And uh, it's just interesting in terms of the law of attraction. Those of you who are very familiar with that understand even the adage, birds of a feather flock together. So, uh, you know, it's no accident that I happen to be, I just happen to gravitate to this book and to the sister, Ayana Fassant, because we have mutual friends and, and associates, and we seem to be sharing a similar journey in terms of our spiritual development and the service that we offer to the community. Uh, I'm going to continue from where we left off dealing with the essence of the principles of a spiritual man. And one of the things that she touches upon is the law of divine order. And I'm always sharing this thought, this concept, that everything is in divine order. There are no accidents. And Ayana shares with us uh, a very interesting take on that. She states that when you flip a switch, you expect light. And she's talking about the switches on the wall within your room, within the home. And she says that you expect light and you recognize that the switch for the light bulb and the socket in which the bulb rests, when you want light, you probably give little thought in the wires in the wall that run down the basement, into the basement and out into the street. You're not concerned about the hundreds of poles along the streets and highways that are connected to a generator in a place that you cannot see. And then although these are the principal elements involved in your ability to have light, you are focused on the fact that the room is dark, the switch works, the light bulb is good, the bill is paid. You expect light to appear when you flip the switch. But nevertheless, other principles and forces are at work. Whether or not we can see them or choose to acknowledge them, life, love, beauty, or all life principles that you accept whether or not you can see or touch them. And as a result of these often intangible principles, you expect and accept tangible results. And what you may not recognize or understand is that what you receive in the tangible world is not outgrowth of what transpires in the intangible world. It is called the law of divine order. So, she goes on to state that divine order is the natural flow and outgrowth of a series of tangible and intangible principles working in harmony. And one season following another and daylight following darkness are examples of the universal principles of divine order. And other examples are conditions manifesting in response in a pattern of thinking and actions being taken in response to the spoken word as it operates on this spiritual world. And the presence of divine order brings forth the good of the universe and the natural outgrowth of the divine course of events as it operates in our lives, particularly when we are ignorant of the law, divine order brings into manifestation what we think, feel, and say with the greatest conviction. 
Before I go any further, I must acknowledge my wife. She just walked into the studio. Hi, hon. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? Uh, I'm fantastic. I'm even better now that you're here with me. Well, thank you. I really <laughs> enjoyed this book. This is an awesome is, book. Isn't it a great book? Yes. You know, I, I just want to add a little bit about what we were talking about, Divine Order, and uh, Ayana Passant's uh, analogy to flipping the switch. And the fact that water, I think, is something that we need to be aware of. And lately, we've been talking about water, right, in terms of health. Water is essential mm-hmm. for life. Yes, without water you cannot have life. And also without water you can't have light. That's right. I mean, we have what we call our solar cells now that gather light from the sun uh, and then transform that into electricity. But in earlier years, even up to now, we have, you have what you call a dam that allows the water to pass through mechanisms that that flow and generate a generator or activate a generator that generates light through magnets and so forth. There's a whole scientific principle behind that. But we we don't most of us don't recognize how this light as I'm sitting here talking with you, holding a phone, looking at a monitor on, on the internet, how this can uh generate the energy that we call electricity. And we take it for granted. So it's just an interesting scenario when we understand that everything is in divine order, as Ayana states. And um, divine order and the natural flow and outgrowth is a series of tangible and intangible principles. She also states that divine order makes us conscious of what we are thinking. So when I hear people talk, she states, about being broke, stupid, tired, confused, alone only to experience more of the same, she reminds them that it is divine order. What you say and see and do, you become and do. You become that. So when you talk about or act negatively towards other people, wishing them harm or treating them unfairly, you're probably unaware of the repercussions that this will have in your own life. Those repercussions will be manifesting that when you are treated unjustly, unfairly, or badly by someone under a completely different set of circumstances, you become outraged. But you have no idea that your experience is the effect of your own thoughts and the operation of divine order. She goes on to state that the elders in the family probably told you that everything you think, everything you do, Everything you say will come back in the mirror of self, somehow, some way, someday. It is called divine order, and it works whether you recognize it or not. And then she has another play on words here, where she says, "Shift happens." That's H H. I'm sorry, S H I F T happens. And she states that whatever you focus your mind on grows. No matter what you are doing, it is the concentrated energy of your thoughts that gives meaning to your experience. So it is difficult to try to explain to people that if you work two jobs and with the consciousness that you don't have enough money, that you will never have enough money. If you pension and and scrimp to get money trying to save, trying to make it, you will continue to pinch and scrape. 
never having enough to save or to make it. And if you think you don't have time, you won't have time. If you think you you can take care and uh, of, of it tomorrow, tomorrow will never come. The list is endless. So as you become more responsible to life, it is also important to establish and maintain balance. Life is about balance. And making clear, conscious choices that fill every moment of your life is a responsible thing to do. And taking full advantage of all the opportunities available in all areas of, is the way to create a balanced life. And most of us do not work because we want to. We work because we think we have to work for money. We want to be responsible. And we have been taught that the only way to get money is to work for it. So in this society, until you learn how to make money work for you, that is true. You know, I, I acknowledge my, my, my dear sister, Donis, who's on the line, and hello, and as we send love to you, my sister. And it was just recently we were talking to Sharon with me about her and her husband paying tax, and that the gentleman who prepares tax for her, he also cares, takes care of their investments. And I was just so proud to hear that when she told me this some 15 years ago or so, that, you know, they have a, a portfolio. So they take time. They've taken time years and years ago to balance their life and to leverage their money and to have the money work for them rather than constantly working for the money. And, and that really inspired me. So, uh, indeed, the adage, each one, reach one, teach one, is so true as we help each other in our journey. And unfortunately, for many people, work is all that they do. And to have balance in life, you must choose to do more than work. And what about fun? You need fun to keep your mind off work. And how about rest? Rest is more than sleeping in order to get ready for the next day of work. Rest is allowing the mind and the body to surrender all activity. And then, what about solitude? Taking a few moments away from the hectic pace of life can be very rewarding. It is called the mental health break. So let us not forget the mind. Education, it it helps to keep the gray matter upstairs from getting dusty. And there is so much of life. And in order to feel that you are accomplishing anything at all, you must have balance. So, Ayana states that black men need balance. A strong, solid, and stable character needs balance. And from where she sits, she states that it appears that you're trying to, too hard to be responsible and have become so addicted to doing the right thing in the right way that you have fallen out of balance. Fighting and struggling to survive will allow you out of balance, or throw you out of balance. So in the process of struggling, there is no way towards goodness, abundance, and success that can find you. And if you are always moving, doing something, and still not covering all your bases in life, the universe is an orderly system of activities. And activities are not, if they are not in order and in balance, the universe flow of good things will move right past you without stopping. So order is very important. So that resonates with me. And uh, I must say that 
one of the things that I admire about my wife is that she is a stickler with keeping things in order and keep maintaining balance. I guess that's because she's a Libra as well. And there's more to talk about that in a future show in terms of the astrological influences upon us as individuals. And how, through the law of attraction, we tend to attract those in our lives. If we are living a healthy life, those people who are needed in our lives to assist us in our journey will come into our lives if you are in balance to as much as you can be. And that balance means also having a balanced heart to be able to discern that other individual who loves you, who is attracted to you, and you being able to respect that and not take advantage of that and not take it for granted. Because there's many of us who are men uh, who have grown up within the Western Hemisphere, and because we're not uh, influenced by the African modality of relationships, we take our women for granted. And... We uh, might have the the, uh, uh, the the blessings of having a person to come into our lives who is really truly a blessing, but because he or because she in this matter does not possess the uh, attributes and the visions that you have of having a significant other, that she doesn't look a certain way, doesn't talk a certain way, doesn't have a degree, uh, doesn't look like she can bear healthy children. Uh, it has a family that may be dysfunctional or not pleasing, you know, uh, has children already from another man. Just the list goes on and on in terms of us trying to select the most prime or the most prized um, uh, mate, if you will, that we lose out. And the only way I think that you can start to be able to uh, eliminate that imbalance is initially and first and foremost through a spiritual modality, a spiritual path, as opposed to from the head, from the ego, and also from uh, a central uh, perspective, which involves sex. So we have to be very mindful of how we have been conditioned, and this energy has been passed on from generation to generation. So... The letter of the law, she states, many of us were raised in a steady diet of elders' affirmations. What goes around comes around. Be careful of what you ask for because you might just get it. The elders rarely took the time to explain exactly what they meant. And I'm not sure if uh, Grandma or old Aunt Lizzie actually knew that these were restatements of universal principles. What they did know from practice and observation was that there is a rhythm and order in life. They also knew that these things operate in life to create real circumstances and conditions. As a child and even as a young adult, she thought that she could outsmart these principles, avoid any uh, come upness, and reap any of the good of what she had to, uh, to prove. But she was wrong, and life proved it to her time and time again. And I must say it proved it to me as well. Um, I had the pleasure of performing at Brooklyn Academy of Music with a brother, Najee Allen Guns, and he titled the concert um, New Vintage. And his whole principle about New Vintage was to be the, uh, 
the purveyor to our community of a new concept of entertainment uh, and also giving the opportunity for new blood, for youngsters, young adults, young children to come into the fold with their talent with, through music and the spoken word. And I was just so honored to be able to perform uh, playing the African drum. And the last tune that they did was an hour-and-a-half show, this, you know, awesome entertainment and performance. And But the last tune we did was titled Love Revolution. So I felt, and everyone that was there felt that, indeed, that was the beginning of a revolution, an established uh, uh, proclamation, a revolution of love. And, and that's something that I, I'm just so excited about. I've been talking to my wife about it, and we've been talking about that actually before last night, before the concert, but of course, you know, that the universal law, of divine law, uh, allows us to tune in to the same thoughts, as it were, as long as they're dealing with higher self, as long as it's dealing with God's will, as long as it's dealing with the universe in terms of universal order. So we are now engaged in a new era, and that era is, is in the direction of universal love, in the direction of uh, being in balance, us as individuals and doing what we need as individuals to be at balance, and in this case, those of us who happen to be black men, to establish a balance in our lives. I think of El Haj Malik Shabazz when he states, stated before he was assassinated that the world is waiting for the black man to get his life in order. Because once that happens, then things will change, not only in this country, but around the world. Because I think he was alluding to the fact that civilization started in Africa, in the heart of Africa, and that all, all mankind, all races and creeds and whatnot come from Africa. It started in Africa. And Africa represents balance, as it were, you know, in terms of the evolution of, 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 of all of nature, of all of uh, living life. So uh, that's something to bear in mind. The oldest fossil was found in Ethiopia. I think it was called Lucy. There's now other fossils that are older than Lucy, uh, as the name was uh, designated by anthropologists. But there was a balance uh, that was always... Uh, and inculcated within our societies, especially when you go into uh, the land of Kemet, commonly known as Egypt. You know, the principles that were practiced was primarily dealing with the word balance. And from balance, there was clarity. From clarity, there was awareness, intrinsic spiritual awareness. But we've been drawn away from that. Um, so I won't delve any too much into that because I don't want to deal with anything in terms of uh, uh, that's debatable and whatnot. Of course, anything that we say is debatable, but I don't want to get into controversy, as it were. I just want to deal with just certain basic universal laws, as Ayana states in her uh, very dynamic book. Now, the law of correspondence is something that she touched upon, and I'm not taking a break on this show because this is just so much in, and so much information that I think is important that we share as much as we can within each show. Ayana goes in to state that everything draws to self itself, things of a like nature, 
that is kind and, and such as colors, sounds, organisms blend to create more of their kind. And there is nothing in and of itself that will not draw to itself exactly what it is. So that's the law of correspondence. And we're talking about according to the natural law of correspondence, what you draw to you is what you are. The people, the conditions, the situations in your life are a mirror reflection of what you believe. Again, the people, conditions, and situations in your life are a mirror reflection of what you believe. In other words, they represent your most dominant thought pattern and the essence of your emotional being. The law of correspondence does not dismiss the validity of your experience, which serves to justify your particular belief system, nor does it justify your beliefs. The law in operation brings into your world the corresponding reflection of what you believe about yourself, the world, and others in the world. So even when you are not aware of it, you are a powerful and creative force in the universe. The presence of spirit in your being makes you powerful. Life is a spiritual environment operating on spiritual principles. And in life, Nature serves the will of spirit. It responds to the purpose of spirit. The one common spiritual purpose of all life forms is to create and evolve. So thought is the medium of creation. Evolution is an outgrowth of creation. And your spiritual purpose in life is to create those things and forms that will support the evolution of the species and the world. So nature is not concerned with your failure and to adhere to its laws because the laws do not change because you are unaware of them. You are here as a creative expression whose duty it is to create more of what you see. So if you hate, you will create and experience hate. If you think angry thoughts or hold limited ideas, you will create and have experiences that evoke anger and keep you limited to the realm of what you believe. That is how the law operates. And then she goes on to state that the law of supply, which is a divine mind in the substance of the universe, the, the force behind all things, divine mind lacks nothing. So the secret of unlimited supply is the belief that divine mind, not people, is the source of your good in life. There's nothing that you can desire that does not already exist because it exists in the divine mind, which is how you got the idea in the first place. So what, so what you have been taught is that people can supply or deny your needs. The truth is, though, that people are merely the vehicles used by divine mind to produce the supply. So if, you're not, if you do not know the truth, you hold people responsible. But remember that there are this, these are the same people who want to uh, prove that they are better than you. And if you believe that they are better or more powerful than you, you in effect give them power over your supply. So 
Anything that you desire must be supported by an expectation. You must expect to have your desire fulfilled. And in this way, you will attract the corresponding result. Desire, belief, and expectation will produce themselves in forms through the operation of the law of supply. For this to happen, though, you must understand that it is divine mind acting on in concert with the operation of natural law and your application of it. And that will supply your desires in life. So people cannot withhold the divine supply. If you are psychologically, emotionally, and spiritually receptive, the thing that you desire and must manifest in the physical world. So if you have a particular person that is unwilling to bring forth that which you have created and expect, divine mind will supply and define some other channel. So this rest assured, just keep your faith and keep on being positive and keep maintaining a positive outlook in life. And I'm so happy again that you tune in. And we will continue next week with the title, Spirit of a Man by Ayana Hassan. So, again, thank you so much this evening uh, for tuning with this with us this evening. And I look forward to you uh, tuning in again. And please spread the word. And, of course, visit my website, drumsofchange.com. That's drumsofchange.com for anyone that would desire to buy a drum for the home. And it's my wish that every person of African descent will have a drum in their house with a designated drummer. And just go to the site, and I will explain more to you about what my principles are and my mission is in that regard. So as we do every evening after the show, we give thanks this evening to the dear Most High God. May our minds stay centered on the things of spirit and goodness, and may we not be tempted to stray from love. And as we begin this, we open to receive you, O Lord. Please enter where you already abide. May our minds and hearts be pure and true, and may we not deviate from the things of goodness. And may we see the love and innocence in all mankind behind the, behind the masks that we all wear and the illusions of this worldly plane. We surrender to you our doings this evening. We ask only that they serve you and the healing of the world. And may we bring your love and goodness with us to give unto others wherever we go. Peace and love to everyone. Namaste. Assalamu alaikum. Shalom. All my relations. And have a blessed evening. <laughs>